0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za Wow, so good to be together again. And uh, just such a good time of worshipping the Lord together. So, so good. So many things happening in our world. And... uh, This is a time for us as the body of Christ to rise up in a time of prayer. And what we as an eldership would love to do is to invite you to join us in the month of September. And we want to give ourselves to prayer, focusing on the Lord for the month of September. You know, there's so many things that are bombarding us, coming through news feeds, Facebook, Twitter, social media, all these different platforms. And it causes us to you know, react instead of you know, being in the place of peace, being led by the Spirit. We find ourselves like baited by events and all kinds of circumstances. You know, if we took the time to just pull back and just to allow the living Word to speak to our hearts and our minds we'd probably be in a very different place, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. So I want to encourage you, join us from the beginning of September. Let's take it right through the month. And if you can, scale off news broadcasts completely. And if you can, join us for some periods of fasting. Maybe... There's certain things you want to just put aside for the month. Maybe you want to actually abstain from food for a week or two weeks or 21 days. Maybe they're just certain things you want to cut out. But let's give ourselves to pray for the nation. Let's pray into what's happening with um, the economy, with society, with so many laws that are being proposed. Just we are, we are facing an onslaught coming from pretty much every different angle. And it's great for us just to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We want to, in a sense, have a bit of a reset as we get into the new season. And uh, so think about joining us as we pray uh, for this wonderful nation of ours. So that's coming up in September. All right. Well, what I want to do this morning is I want to talk to you uh, as we've been in a little bit of a, a look back at um, you know, who we are, what God has given to us, and the heritage that we have. You know, The passing of my dad, Derek Crumpton, who was uh, a spiritual father to us, uh, to a whole movement of churches, called Foundation Ministries International. And what is it that we have learned through his life, the things that God has entrusted to us, that we should become good stewards of that which the Lord has given to us. And so we we pick up again in Isaiah chapter 51, verse 1. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness... And who seek the Lord. (laughs) This is clearly something that God has given to us. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abram, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Come on, don't you just love that? Joy and thanksgiving and, you know, singing, rejoicing. Yay. This is the the life that we've been called to live and as we walk in all the things that God has given to us we're going to experience these things more and more so this is the promise the wastelands are going to be turned into Eden and uh, so great as we you know go into a time of praying for the nation praying for the church that we have a great anticipation of good things are in store for us can I get an amen amen Alright, so we look to the rock, we look from where we've been um, quarried, where we've we've, uh, in a sense been shaped. And that whole thing of being hewn is, you know, you're chipping away and you're shaping, you're crafting something and uh, you're being prepared for use. And so we have been crafted for the Lord's use. So, A couple of scriptures, just going to recap for us a couple of things, and then we'll go on. But from Isaiah 61, which is an anchor scripture, a passage for us here at Breakthrough. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Or to release from darkness the blind. Okay? And so we see that there's a, uh, a release in terms of spiritual captivity, but also physical captivity, bondage, in terms of physical ailments. Verse 2, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. And so we saw last week that in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Okay? And so the day of vengeance, it's God's vengeance against the enemy, against the devil. Okay, now let's link in Isaiah 61 with Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. What an important and significant and powerful prophetic word In terms of what the Messiah was going to bring as the kingdom of God was going to break into this world. And so the Spirit of the Lord is on us to release healing, to release those who are in captivity, who are in darkness, but also those physically in darkness, the blind. And so we can see that there is this this healing that's being released to the people of God. Eyes of the blind open, ears of the deaf unstopped, lame leaping like a deer, mute, breaking out into songs of joy. And so God is wanting to release healing, wholeness, the miraculous into his people. The power of God is being released upon us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do these things. All right? And so we are anticipating that what Jesus came to do, in fact, is still happening today. Right? He came to destroy the works of the evil one. And so we are participating in destroying the works of the evil one. Okay. One of the big things that we have drawn from in terms of our heritage is this thing of community of sharing our lives together. So we'll see in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 that the they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, to prayer. <laughs> so good. Verse 43, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So in this community living, in this uh, expression of a community lifestyle, living for the king and living for one another because we don't walk in isolation. we call to journey our spiritual journey with one another. As we share our lives, we share our possessions, we share our spiritual journey together, we strengthen and we encourage one another. But into this mix were signs and wonders. So we should anticipate that as we live out in Christian community, we can anticipate that signs and wonders, the miraculous, is going to be breaking out among us. If it happened in the early church, and that was just the church in its infancy, how much more, as the church grows and develops and matures, Should we be seeing this taking place among us? (laughs) Exactly. Right? This is what we are living for. And so Jesus demonstrated a whole bunch of things. And then the early church picked up the baton and continued with it. And so too with us, we also have received the baton and we must also run with us. How about a couple of other scriptures from Acts? Acts chapter 10 and verse 36. This is Peter. He's uh, speaking to Cornelius and the whole household that's gathered there. And he's reminding them of the work of the Messiah. He says, you know the message of God. The message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Beautiful passage of scripture here. Peter is drawing together this thing of healing power and releasing people who are under the works of the devil. Remember the reason that God came in the flesh, Jesus the son, was to destroy the works of the evil one. God was coming to take vengeance on his enemy, the devil. And so, Jesus was anointed to go and to do works, good works, and to release healing to those who are oppressed of the enemy. All right? We know that with the fall of mankind, Adam and Eve back in the garden, because of yielding to temptation and submitting, in a sense, obeying the deception of the enemy, through that fall, the consequences of the fall, sin came into the world and with that sin came dysfunction and destruction and disease. And so sickness and disease is not God's will for us. All right? He's going to turn the desert into Eden. Are you seeing this? God is restoring us back to what life should be like before the fall. So he came, Jesus, to destroy the works of the devil, which included disease, illness, sickness. And so we are living with the expectation that we are going to see the restoration of health and strength, wholeness in our bodies, that sickness which is a work of the enemy, is going to be destroyed. Yes! Jesus modeled something for us in terms of the power of God at work in the world. Okay? Let's revisit Mark chapter 15. We were, sorry, chapter 16. We were there last week. Mark 16 and verse 15. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. All right? These signs accompany the believers. Right? In my name, they will drive out demons. We looked at that last week. They will pick. They will speak in new tongues. We'll look at it in a couple of weeks' time. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. My goodness, the foodstuffs that we're consuming these days. You know, when you when you give thanks to the Lord and you bless the food. We call it saying grace. You're actually asking the grace of God to cover the food so that you will not ingest anything that will be harmful to you. All right? Uh, and then it goes on the second part uh, of verse 18. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. All right? These are the signs that it will accompany those who believe They will lay hands, they will place hands on sick people and the sick people will recover. They will get well. Verse 19, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. This is the ascension. He sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So there's the preaching, the proclamation of the word, and then there is the demonstration. There's the power of God. There's the signs and wonders. The signs point to the fact that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the son of God, that God is bigger than the devil. He's the all-powerful one. And when we put our trust, our hope, our belief, faith in him, We walk in all that he has accomplished. And so if he was overcoming the devil by releasing healing, we too are called to walk in his footsteps and to overcome the devil by releasing healing wherever we go. Yes. So one of the wonderful things that we received through our spiritual father, this is our heritage. Is this understanding that Jesus heals today? And you'll read about this in uh, in the book. He said yes, but in the uh, in the early sixties, Dad stumbled into the most profound outpouring of a healing ministry, and the Lord broke through into a place, an environment, a church environment where people did not expect or anticipate that Jesus would heal people in dramatic fashion in our day and time. And there was the most miraculous healing of this, this young boy who you know had a congenital heart disease and was basically going to die. And the crazy thing is that (laughs) my dad had had his own experience of of healing when he was a young boy. And so he reached out to the Lord, cried out to the Lord, won through the battle of faith, and uh, the Lord healed this boy just in the most miraculous way. News of that spread, many people came asking the Lord for a miracle and there was this huge outpouring of healing that took place and uh, to discover that this is part of the heritage that was in a sense passed on through the ministry of of John Wesley and many people like that. And uh, miracles, signs, it was just like phenomenal stuff. People, you know, cured of terminal illnesses. Handkerchiefs that were sent in the post, it used to work in those days, they would, would send handkerchiefs in the post to other towns and people would be healed. There'd be people prayed for over the phone, just a uh, huge intervention of God's healing power. And, uh, and so this stirred up a level of trust and faith and confidence that God continues to heal today. Fast forward a little bit into the uh, early to mid-1980s and we hosted John Wimber and, uh, and, and through that, this understanding that God can use little old me. All right, that Jesus he proclaimed and he demonstrated. So Jesus would teach about the kingdom of God and then he would show, he would demonstrate that the power of God has come and he would demonstrate that through healing. And so as we're preaching and we're teaching people, we're saying the king has come and his kingdom is advancing among us. So therefore we demonstrate and we show through the laying on our hands that the kingdom has come and that the devil's kingdom is shrinking. God's kingdom is expanding. We also see that it's not just the person on the platform who gets to pray for people it's not only some super category of Christian that is anointed with the ability to pray for healing. But in actual fact, God said through Jesus, go into all the world, and as you go, do these things. If you're a believer, you have the authority and the power And the mandate to go and release healing, when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. This is an enormous thing for us as the people of God and for us as breakthrough. This is something we've walked in, something we've seen over and over and over again. We've done it in different ways at different times. We uh, used to uh, rent out space at the local flea market. We'd go out there a couple of times a month on a Saturday. And we'd put up a tent and we'd say free healing. And we would pray for people and we saw uh, just a phenomenal healing rate. It was almost 100% of praying for people in, in, uh, at Hill Fox Flea Market. Uh, We've seen, as we've gone on in recent times, to uh, the hospitals, how the Lord has come through again and again. People that were in hospital for weeks, some of it required, you know, being set free from demonic oppression, and then the healing came with it. Uh, Just the Lord raising people up off their sick beds, they'd been there for weeks, and then you come back a week or so later, and they've been discharged. It's kind of, what happened to them? No, after you prayed, they got dramatically better and they were discharged the next day. So we've seen the Lord do this in our midst. When we've prayed for people, we've come to gatherings, we've prayed, pain is gone. You know, one of these things that we do is we ask people before we pray, so is there something wrong with you? Is there something you can't do? All right. What's your level of pain on a scale of 1 to 10? If 10 is excruciating pain and 0 is no pain, where are you? So that we know what we're dealing with and that the person can acknowledge that Jesus is healing. And so we give thanks. If somebody goes from a 7 down to a 5... Well, that's a start. That's an improvement, and we give thanks for what the Lord has already started, and that builds our faith. We continue to pray that it would go from a five all the way down to a zero. We don't kind of like when we go from a seven to a five, ah, oh, this is not working, you know, we give up. No, we are seeing a significant improvement already. It stirs our faith and causes us to continue that we. Hold on, we chip away at this thing until we see the complete breakthrough. Sometimes it's instantaneous, sometimes it's a process. And we're okay with all of that. But we know that Jesus has the power to heal all our diseases. Amen? And so this is part of our inheritance. This is part of our heritage. This is what we have seen again and again and again. And this is what we continue to trust the Lord to do. And this is for everybody. Many years ago, I started holding myself back from being the one to pray for people from the platform. Because we needed to model something in terms of what we believed. Because too many times in the church, especially in this continent, we have this false idea that it's the man of God who has to pray for people, otherwise, you won't get healed. Where do you see that in the scriptures? It's a nonsense. And so we model something. Very often, we will deliberately, as leaders, not lay hands and allow people in the congregation, not allow, encourage, ask. You know, more than inspire, (laughs) we want to get some fire going underneath you, that you would take a risk and you would pray for people near you, sitting near you. This is something you want to try at home. This is something you want to see happening at work. You know, take Holy Spirit to work day. All right? Take Holy Spirit with you to the gym. When you are filling up with fuel, when you are at the checkout counter, wherever you encounter somebody who's obviously in distress, sick, pain, whatever it is, you ask permission. Hey, I've seen Jesus heal people before. Would it be okay if we asked Jesus to heal you now? And, uh, and just, you know, you do what you can do, and Jesus is the healer. He will do what only he can do. All right? The magic is not with us. It's not in our hands. Jesus is the healer. We're just tapping in to what he can do, and we're releasing that. That's the kingdom advancing here among us. And, of course, we've seen this combination of healing and deliverance. And we've seen the combination of healing and the prophetic. So, the Lord giving words of knowledge and uh, an understanding of what's going on. So, you know, sometimes through treasure hunts, the Lord leads us. He directs us to people who need a God encounter. So, we're combining the prophetic Words of knowledge, you know, if you feel a pain in your body and you know it's not you, it's the Lord speaking, he's touching, getting your attention in your physical body. It's a word of knowledge about somebody else in the room or near you who's got a similar ailment. Okay, and so all of these things, it's part of what God has given to us. It's part of our heritage. It's our inheritance and God is calling us to steward this well, not only for us, but to model this for the up-and-coming generation that this can carry on, that the body of Christ never has to lose out on the understanding and the knowledge that Jesus is powerful and he continues to heal today. So, let me pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are stirring things up again, afresh and anew, in our hearts today that you're drawing our attention to some of these essential truths of what it is to be a disciple, that we are someone who brings in the kingdom of God. And that as you advance and as you push back the powers of darkness, so too the work of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy health, wholeness, by putting disease and sickness and illness on people, that you have come to reverse that and you've come to release healing. So we ask, Lord, cause our faith to be stirred again, that we might see you working powerfully in and through our lives as a church family, as believers in you, that you would receive honor and glory. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, bless you guys. Daryl's going to take us further. And I'm um, looking forward to hearing great testimonies of healing that are going to come out of this. Bless you.